Oh my god, you wearing a beanie in August? Dope. <laughs> well, it's it's more like control the hair thing, you know. Uh, I know, I know. Hey, it's, I was gonna it's say, that's grand, basically baby, a like a rapper. <laughs> Listen, I just oh, it's hold a on. Let me, cap. The best part is, is all when I wear this in like videos on my Instagram, people right. are like, "You're a juggalo," because they see this thing, <laughs> and they what think that, what that means. The oh, saying clown posse. Yeah, and they're like, they have an emblem that like. If you if I sit back far enough and like tilt my head and you can't tell what this is, it looks like a juggalo <laughs> doing the little flute thing that he does. And so many people have private mentioned me. You're a juggalo, dude. Like you you like insane clapazi? I'm like, nah, dog. It's a Liverpool being he chill the chill the fuck out. All right. It's been a minute. You know, the dark days of the end of last season. We had to hibernate get our thoughts and our spirits together. We came out the other side, as is always promised, a golden sky at the end of the storm, top four. And now we are on the precipice, the dawn of the new season, where promise and hope is abound. The scars of the past have been healed, hopefully, probably, maybe. And we trudge on to our new glories. As always, this is Tampa Bay Cop Talk. I'm Jordan. I'm Darius. I'm Andrew. Hi. He's eating. David's eating. eating with his mic David. on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we still screwed it up. Did the pre-meeting. Yeah, we, we, we ran walk me, My bad. <laughs> we ran walk through. If you're not watching the video, David is shoving food down his face. Very politely put his microphone up, forgetting that his microphone was up to talk. And it's all right. This is I didn't want to give you just like an earful of noodle slurps. You know, I mean, it'd been for the ASMR crowd. You know what I mean? Like, I I personally think it's a perfect reflection of last season. We started out strong and then in the middle there got kind of weird, but then we just fixed it real quick and we got to where we needed to be. And that's the way it is. (laughs) Enough about last season, though. This is about. What's coming anew? With we never did season. do that show where you just let it all out, though. I know, I know. It it all happened in conversations, and, and it's probably better that there isn't a recorded. Uh, there isn't video evidence. Yeah, of, of me of us having tam- temper tantrums because <laughs> <laughs> it'd be very easy to call into question our true passion and belief in the team if some Sanity. of those conversations came to light. Yeah, some of the things that were said, you know. We often, at times, when we go to flight or flight, you know, we just, we devolve into our basic animal instinct and it's not the best of us. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, but anyways. I was the worst version of myself there for a while. <laughs> we lie. all were, man. We all were. <laughs> at, at different points. We all had different points. I mean, there were points last year where at the end of the season where Andrew was actually talking me and David off the ledge and it was all just, it didn't make sense. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't. Don't remember. I mean, that's I, the canary the in the coal mine, isn't it? Like when Andrew's gonna, the one that's talking sense, like I'm yeah. gonna right. the fit. I don't know. That's how you know it. shit's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so heading into the offseason, uh, one thing that was clear was that Liverpool needed to sort out uh, a certain center back scenario, and we've done such by bringing in Ibrahim Kanate, also known as Ibu, uh, an impassioned Liverpool supporter from day one. I mean, have you got all seen his self-made announcement videos. Oh, I mean, the one what was he in like a racquetball court or a basketball court and they got family and like like I want to say like pool, like blow up things, the rafts. It yeah, he did a stuff. gender reveal for that... he did a gender reveal for his number five. Like that's yeah, basically yeah, what or it some did. bullshit. This shit was nuts. <laughs> it was so what Gen Z millennial. I don't even know what to call it. It was amazing. It was like it was like TikTok in real life. That's what I'm gonna call it. And I loved it. I loved every bit of it. 
It's like, mom, look, I made it. I mean, the one thing that you want in a new Liverpool signing is someone who's as excited to be there as you are to see them. And I think he nailed it, right, Darius? He nailed it. I mean, the only thing bigger than his Liverpool fandom is his Dragon Ball Z fandom. So that has me on board for sure. But the fact that he is such a big, passionate, goofy dude, apparently off the pitch, but seems like he's a good guy and wants to get after it on the pitch and put in the hard work, like... He's, he's already won over so many Liverpool fans and he hasn't even done anything yet. Just has the, the personality, age profile, and the fact that he's, you know, this big athletic dude. Yeah, he's he's kind of been exactly what you would want in a signing. Exactly what you would want in a young guy coming in. Yeah, the six, the six foot five thing, I think, was a massive selling point. Just the fact that he's just huge. Uh, I think the mental picture was always like you have Virgil van Dyke and then someone also equally as massive next to them. And he certainly fits that building. David, your first impressions of the young man from France, or he comes from Germany, but he is French. Oh, no, my favorite piece of content with him was when him and Robbo wore the same size robe. Did you see that photo? <laughs> yes. Uh, that was, that was kind of, <laughs> it looked like he was wearing like a bikini and Robbo was like swimming in this thing. So that, that was like my favorite bit of content with him. But other than that, no, I'm just happy that he's here. Uh, it's another quality center back. I think maybe not to be like Mr. Serious and only talk about his skills, but uh, I think maybe it's going to be a little bit more of a project once the season gets started than a lot of people anticipate. Um, but I am looking forward to it. I think that he's going to be a good player for many, many years to come. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad you touched on that because I think the scenario that we found ourselves in last year as a squad lends itself to the idea that whoever we signed at center back, whether it was Ibrahim Kanate or some other name, you know, Umpacano or uh, the lad from Napoli, uh, Koulibaly, right? Whoever it was, they were going to be deemed savior because of what we went through last year. So with that in mind, Andrew, do you view more as like a, a plug and play, like instantly drop him in the side or like David said, maybe just a project, a little bit of a project, even if he is, you know, advanced skill wise already. Um, the, the answer to, to be frank, the answer is, I don't know, but if, if, if history goes, if history is a thing, then you would say a typical Klopp signing takes X period of time to bet in and blah, 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 learn X, Y, and Z. But the good, the benefit for him, and much like Fabinho, uh, when he came in, he's had a full preseason, I think, right? So, so there's that. Um, but for me, it, it it honestly depends on the availability of the others. If if you're looking at Van, because the other three center backs were, you know, obviously um, injured for you know the rest of the season, kind of thing. So, if the argument, if you believe in the argument that Van Dyke and Gomez are not going to be properly you know, a thousand percent until probably October, December, around that time period, then you might, you might put them in a little bit earlier than you would have thought than you would have in a normal season. But that said, uh, based on what I've seen, I only saw one preseason game and, and obviously some highlights, but based on that, uh, you know, putting him in against mid field, uh, you know, mid table opposition and below there's he, he, he going to be fine. Now, mind you, does he play against Chelsea third week of the season, third game of the season? I don't know. I don't think so, if that's the question you're asking me. But at the end of the day, you know, in, in Klopp we trust or whatever nonsense, and hopefully hopefully we'll be fine. Hopefully no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll be fine. <laughs> a key sticking point, especially on that, like, mid-table and below thing, is, like, you know, the lad has played Champions League football. Yep. He yep. was playing in a top-five league in Europe and probably – 
on merit now the second best league in Europe. I mean, apologies to La Liga, but, you know, we are speaking on the day of Messi being unveiled at PSG. I was going to say it might be France now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you know, we, we he has the experience necessary to at least compete in the Premier League with, you know, smaller opposition. Does he start third week Chelsea? We will see. Darius, there's plenty of upside here. Yeah. The Where he's at now, obviously he can fit in and play. What are your your thoughts on him? Well, my thoughts on him is that he is a project, but at the same time, you shouldn't be afraid to go out and play him because the whole point of getting Kanate, on top of already having Nat Phillips and Reese Williams who were there from last year as your break glass in case of emergency, is to try to get them all up to speed so that you don't have to run back out and say, all right, Virgil, all right, Joe, y'all ready to go yet? So Kanate's not going to be able to get to kind of take his time. I do think he's going to have to play in the first couple of months at some point but but like Andrew said you're not going to have to worry about him as much against the um the the top sides it's more just trying to see if you can play him against your Burnleys against your Brightons get him up to speed and if he looks good enough then maybe you do ride the hot hand but for me at least I'm looking at it as a very encouraging sign that Matip looked really really good in preseason and he looked knock on wood healthy but the fact that he Gomez and Van Dyke have all been getting regular minutes again in glorified practices doesn't mean much. It's not the same intensity, but it does show that they are maybe a little bit closer than what the timetable should probably say, which is a little encouraging. So I don't think he's going to be the day one guy Konate, but I think he's right there. He's number two or three as far as who's ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I, so like the, for, for me in my head, uh, even though the three were injured, I'd still have them obviously verge first. And then we can have a hearty debate about Joe Gomez and Joel Matip two, three, but yeah, you, in, in reality right now, Kanate is your fourth choice center back. And as compared to Dejan Lovren, who was our last real fourth choice center back. Cause we went into last season with three really. Um, so obviously that's a massive upgrade. No, no offense to Dejan Lovren, one of the greatest center backs in world football, obviously won the league title last year. I mean, are we going to ignore the fact so he wins won the everything title? everywhere he goes? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Croatia goes to a world cup final with him starting with him on the bench. Croatia gets knocked out easily peasily. Like I'm not drawing crazy lines here. These are I'm just facts. putting these exactly. facts. 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 I've said, said these facts. Okay. Facts. All right. But anyways, the point being, whether he is instantly our number two choice center back, which I don't think he is, he's got to grow into it. Still only 22, long way to go, plenty upside. The potential is there that he could be a Van Dyke type of center back if he matures properly, grows his game, and gets to that point. Um, and I'm very excited to see how far he can go, not even just this season. We're going to see him right off the bat. I think it's been leaked to the press already. Joel Matip, Kanate is going to be your starting center back pair. Uh, start of the season um, so we'll get to see him early and often and then we'll see by the time that third match rolls around whether you know Klopp has enough faith in him to stick him next to Van Dyke or he swaps him out for you know someone you know, a whole new center back pairing um, other off-season happenings though moving away from the signing of Ibrahim Konate and hopefully you know this video is dated very soon and we can bring in maybe one or two more uh, which is something we'll talk about later you mean non-happenings yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but more happenings, right? We've extended some very key contracts earlier in the summer. I took a peek at the Sport Track website. Where are our contracts at? We only had about 12 players expiring in two seasons. Yeah. So 
And the mat, of course, that's the magic number. You come up on the two seasons, you got to renew it. Because if you go into that last year summer, you just have no power as a club. The player can either demand a transfer at a less than price, or he's just going to write out his contract and leave on a free. And then, you know, our transfer model, recouping transfer funds is a very important part of it. So we had a lot of players to renew. So far, thusly, as far as my newswire has informed me, we've signed Trent, Ali, and Fab. Um, Trent, even though he's on the right wing and not part of the quote-unquote spine, is an essential part of the team. Ali, it can't be overstated. I mean, we've seen what it's like not having a world-class goalkeeper. There are only three of the top three goalkeepers in the world. That's just how it works, right? There's only three of them. There's one, two, three, right? Once you get outside that top three, it gets it gets hairy scary. You get Mignolet in there. You get, you know, Dean Henderson, stuff like that going on. Just can't have it. So to get him tied up. And then Fabinho, as we all know last year, Fabinho, if you take him out the six, things get weird and wild and crazy. Um, there's still more to be done, but... Andrew, are you pleased with the extension business we've done so far? Wait, wait. I have a question, though. Did okay. I see the fake news that Hindo didn't sign? Did he not? That, so, the listen. There's, we'll get that to that. Hasn't happened yet. We've got to discuss this real quick, though, about this. Because Go there ahead. are, this summer, I don't know what it is. If it's the push notifications on our smartphones or what's going on. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, but I there think are three or four or five fake Twitter accounts that keep yeah. posting every day that we've signed Mbappe. And I click it every day. <laughs> <laughs> and I fall for it every day. So listen, folks, just gotta click click on the click on the, the notification. Don't just read it and then go read the comments of everyone going, You tit, you're a tit, you're a tit. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. But I still might as I mean, well just put a, a put a blocker in for Mbappe. When he actually does sign, we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll he'll be out. on BBC or something. No, um, I thought I saw it. No, I mean it must have been a two in the morning, but anyway, it End doesn't matter. Not. He showed okay. up to he showed up to Melwood and someone took a picture of him cheekily smiling and wrote underneath it. Well, there you go. Well, okay, contract. fuck it. Doesn't matter. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no, obviously. So far. Was he at Melwood? Was that yeah. part of the oh, joke? Oh, Kirby. No, no, he was at Kirby. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I keep forgetting. Well, yes. I know, I know. Melwood, I mean, you know how it is in Tampa. We have that hockey arena that had like four different names in the past 10 years. I still call it the original Ice Palace from the Size 90s. Palace. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. I ain't worried. About it. I'm going to call it Melwood. I don't even know how to pronounce that word with a K. Who does? Ain't it's nobody Kirby. got time for that. Um, as far as the business is concerned, um, yeah, I mean, it's a step. It's a step in the right direction. Obviously, there's more work to be done um, because, you know, the fiasco that happened with Genie, um, it's sad to say that probably will happen again. Something similar to that will happen again, but it'd be, from an emotional standpoint, it would be a travesty. I'm going to use an SAT word there. A travesty if that were to happen to someone like Hendo, for example. Um but if you were to ask me, would I be surprised? No, I wouldn't be. Um, so that that's what got, that's what got anxious. Andy, Andrew, all concerned is is someone like Henderson, uh, especially that I've been reading this book about captains and team sports, and um, and yeah, those are important. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the takeaway of, of that book <laughs> are important. That is that those is, are uh, important. Leadership apparently is a thing. Um, and it's not down to the coaches you might think it is. There's like statistics and math. And you know me, I love the math. So there's that. Um, but yeah, again, it's a step in the right direction. But I'm, I'm as with everyone, I, I want the Mbappe thing to be real. Or insert literally any other human link <laughs> to be real. Human. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now.
Oh, wow. I mean, they got Morata. Awesome. Yeah, I That's mean, going to be you in a week. There is definitely a, okay, flavor, why not? <laughs> a flavor to the contract extensions that's like, you know, FSG led us down this path before where they were like, extensions are like new signings, guys. Um, I don't know if that's the case here. I'm more inclined as I calm down and use my rational side of my mind to believe that it really is down to the to the registration numbers for foreign players and homegrown. Like we just don't have room to sign anyone and we're not bringing in any English talent because – no one's going to sell us their English talent for less than, you know, 80 million pounds or whatever. That's just the way it is. Um, but David, you know, as we butt up against the contracts yet to be done, the contracts that are done, though, are very key, right? Yeah. No, I mean, okay. So, yeah, like you said, Ali, Fab, Trent. You said Trent's not part of the spine, but, hey, for now. Yeah. Right? So we don't know what the for future now. is for him. <laughs> but, you know, I, here's the thing. You get those done because they're all key players, but – they're not the guys that you have to pay the most. The two guys on this list uh, that are looking to renew that are going to have to make the most money. They're just going to have to because of who they are and what they represent are Mo Salah and Virgil van Dijk. Those are the two that you do at the very end because you're going to pay them more than you're going to pay Fabinho, more than you're going to pay Allison. Like Mo Salah could demand 400K a week and you should just fucking give it to him if he asks for it because he's worth that. Like, if you don't, somebody else will. Mo Salah's a fucking badass. You got to at least get him to 300, right? But you wait, and then you don't give anybody else the leverage, any of the other key guys the leverage to say, well, Mo's making 300, I want to make 300. Well, fuck you, Mo Mo pumps in 23 goals a season on average. What do you do? You know what I mean? But you don't want to have that conversation. So just wrap them up for what you can, and then, you know, get to Mo at the end. Same thing with Virgil because he's a stud. He's one of the best center backs in the world. Probably will be. I'm hoping that this rehab has gone well. I think we all are. And if it has and he gets back to where he was, then shit, that's the best center back in the world wrapped up right there for until he's 33, 34 years old. I think I wouldn't be nervous about Henderson. I do think it'll get done. I just think that uh, they're going to be smart about it. And they're going to be like, let's see how he does this season. Because the inconvenient thing that nobody really wants to say when they talk about Jordan Henderson, myself included, is the dude spends a lot of time on the side, like on the training table. He's busted up a lot, right? So they're going to want to look at him this season after last year. His last injury was kind of significant. Took him out from what March first through the end of the season. That's not a small. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the Everton match, so it was right at the beginning of March. I don't remember where, but it was a significant amount of games left, and we had to do that without our captain, right? Now, as as great as he is, and as much of a leader as he is, I also want to make sure that he can play twenty five times this season. And if he can, they're just going to give him two. You know, look, they extend him on two years. He's asking for what four years now. Two years from from this the end of this season is three of those four, and then they can go. Well, you know, we could do like we did with Milner, right? So you'll get the two year extension, making what you make now. We could just tack on a year at the end of it, whatever it is. You know, he wants to stay with the club. I think the club definitely wants to keep him, but they're not going to want to pay him uh, what he's currently worth unless he can stay on the pitch and keep competing. And that from a business standpoint makes complete sense i know that from a personal standpoint none of us give shit and we just want to see him out in red i don't want to see him playing for anybody else but the club has to do its business intelligently and you know try to get the most out of all these players that they can for what they pay so i mean it's it's fine i do think it'll get done i think the if klopp would 
literally lose his shit if Jordan Henderson wasn't around to be his captain. So I don't think that there's any chance that he won't be a Liverpool player, but it's just, I don't think he's going to get his contract this summer. Like he wants. I also don't think he's going to go to PSG. <laughs> I don't think PSG is going to be allowed to sign anybody. Why would you even want to go there? Where the hell are you going to play center back? I don't know. I don't, I just, <laughs> maybe right back. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean, to take a famous quote from a movie and reappropriate it, there is no crying in baseball. There's no feelings in football contracts. Like, come on, there's got to be a strategy here. And yes, you know, the emotional side of all of us, Hendo better be the captain, which is just crazy to think how many people are losing their minds on the LFC internet verse over Henderson possibly leaving when just three years ago, it was like, why is he my fucking captain? He passes sideways and backwards. Can't fucking believe it. The amount what? of stick he's taken. And then now he's, oh, we just can't go on without him. Like, what is yeah, <laughs> the number the number of people who have gone from being haters of Jeannie Vinaldum and Jordan Henderson to now them both all being like, oh, like, yeah, it's so amazing. Key. It really is amazing. <laughs> sometimes you do, and that's where it's like, he, when he goes, to hey, Jeannie, hey, it's like hey, sometimes you to need be... to miss somebody to understand what they really are in value. Right, right. But and I hope that doesn't happen for Henderson now that he gets his flowers yeah. while he's with Liverpool. We don't have to wait until he's gone before we see. Oh yeah, he actually was really good. <laughs> You don't but know to what be you positive, got people gone. are allowed to grow with, you know, idiots on the internet. Don't grow. Sure. Idiots on the internet should grow. Agreed. <laughs> they, <laughs> you know, no, they should go away. Go away. Because right, they're so, delicate little flowers. <laughs> so obviously, like, there's a, a succession of of contracts still to be signed, and I'll I'll leave this here with Darius before we continue on. So we mentioned Virgil and, and Mo. I think those are 100. You sign them again, hmm. but we also have Mane, Bobby. Uh, Keita mm. and Ox and yeah. there's an interesting mix in there of like <laughs> there's a reality here one of the front three has to maybe not be re-signed yeah. and you're signing Mo definitely so between Mane and Bobby Bobby and I know you've got him over your shoulder so maybe mm. this Bobby. is the wrong person to, to, yeah Bonnie let's combine them into- <laughs> <laughs> so who's who are you prioritizing other than the Virgil and the Mo well I would I would just say that you would probably between those four players you just brought up You'd look at this season as like a contract year for all of them, where it's like, if you perform, you can earn your way back into this team. Otherwise, we're looking at you as an asset and seeing what we can get. And I think all four of those guys are included. Now, more so Keita and Ox with the shorter leash than you have with Bobby and Mane, because I still think that with those two guys, you look at them and say they could have a bad year this season and still turn around and be world class. You're kind of at the end of your rope when you're looking at the, the former two, the two midfielders. So I would say out of the front three, though, we are getting to a point where you realistically have to make that decision. And I, I, I don't know, like, it's tough. I would say you probably would look at Mane as the one who would get you more of a fee. And you probably can find someone who can do something that he does quicker than you'd be able to find a replacement for for Mino. If you're trying to play the same exact style of football, I think Mane is a better player between the two of them. I think Mane still has a higher upside between the two of them. But and as far as like finding a like for like, it'd be easier to find someone who can do what Mane does than it would be to find what Firmino does. And if you get all of the money that you would get from Mane, well, that question just becomes a lot easier to answer as well. So I, I don't think they should look to sell any of them right now. I don't think they should look to sell Mane or Firmino especially, but if, if push came to shove and gun to head, like that's probably the one where it would make the most sense. But I mean, again, 
Like you're asking yeah. me, like, I don't <laughs> want to see him go get out of here, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bro. Like, come on. But that's, I, I just like think of from a manager's point of view or like upper management or CEO. I think that's the way you do the math there. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, footy man strategist in me is like, you know, this is definitely, they're getting in the thirties. You just don't yeah. keep a player in his thirties on footy man. Do you? you just, everyone's 20. Like if they hit 30, they're, they're decrepit and old. I don't think 30 is decrepit and old. Especially no, it's not, not. For the guys. I mean, money, the way he takes care of his body, he's going to be played until he's 35, 36. No, realistically, Reno, he's going to be good, but, but you got to get yeah. to a point where it's like, okay, we understand you can't keep this up forever. So if you are going to cash in and get a guy out while he's still got some worth, get something back and start fresh, 30 31 32 is when you're looking at that time is like yeah this is like your max value now so yeah that's what you got to do that math i think if i'm doing it i'm keeping money and i'll say uh sorry bobby but go resurrect la liga on your own or something i don't know and it, and it makes sense because i would i honestly i think that you can make a case for right now mo money and going with um diogo jota being a better front three than those two on the wing with Firmino in there. So you can make that argument. There's I totally get why that would be the guy say, Hey, Bobby, love you, but go ahead, Dave. Uh, There's another issue here though. Like who's going to buy them? That's the world. Really? The, the transfer world's fucked right now. Like the whole yeah. financial. Yeah. Aspect. Where's the, who's going to, who's going to spend the money? Cause if it's not like iron PSG, both of which are pretty much done spending, you know, Barca's broke. Real's pretty much broke. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> all the, the Italian cash cows clubs are broke. Are dead. The cash cows are dead. All the cash. Yeah, but There's that's why really I still say Mane would be the one. Go, anyways, which is why I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think you can talk to them about like, hey, your options are limited, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, we could extend you a year, extend you two years, whatever. See where we're at in 2024. I don't know when their contracts expire exactly. I think they're 2023, maybe. No, no, yeah, all these are 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's get to 2024 and see where you're at. Or you just run them down or see, you know, extend them a year and see where we're at next year with the transfer market. Ball's found its footing. Some of the money's coming back in. Maybe there is a better market for Bobby Firmino because he scored 11 goals and got, you know, nine assists. And all of a sudden there's a lot of interest back in Germany or something. But I think right now, just the money's so limited. It's not really like there's anywhere for them to go anyway. So, you know, Bobby got a new contract right in the 2018 season, I think, or 2019, yeah. maybe it was. Yeah. Uh, so, and Mane, his last contract resigning was around then too. So, I think, you know, they're they're, they're in pretty good shape. Um, we don't have to do anything on either of them right now. And like, I'm I'm more with you on like, Nabby and Ox. Are you know this is it? If you do can't stay on the pitch, then you've got Sorry, more man. you've got more reinforcements <laughs> in the midfield you've got more talent there so it's like up front that should be the priority so can't be really affording to get rid of guys yeah all right well so before we transition to the new season and speaking of contracts that weren't renewed i'm going to give andrew 30 seconds to eulogize marco gruch oh, and gosh. go marco. 30 seconds 30 seconds marco moment of Polo. silence guys he was part of the family marco. all right everyone moment of silence around the world for marco gruch he was nice to us. He took pictures he's still of us. Alive. Guys, by, by the way, if you're watching guy. online, he's still alive. He yeah, just he's still doesn't alive. play for Liverpool anymore. Dead look at me. He left. He's just on a different team now. I was looking through my Insta today, and there was a picture of Marco and me, and I loved it. Goodbye, Marco. We love you. Fun at Porto, bro. Okay, this is uncomfortable now.
All right. So with the contract and the, the Marco Gruich memoriam done, uh, real quick, as we look forward to next season, and I'm going to throw this first to my boy down here, Andrew. What's up? Who was your favorite, maybe surprise performer of the preseason? You know, again, I only saw one game, but before the game, Mark, Mark went up to me and was like, he, did, he forgot Elliot's name, but he was describing Elliot. And I know this is the easy cop-out uh, answer, but, um, you know, because you hear a lot about these young players and then they become flashing the pans. Is that the right phrase where yeah. they're there for a second and they're, you know, you never hear of them again. So, but you see that you, you see his positioning in midfield. And then remember when so-and-so came off, he went to, to most position and that's when he hit the crossbar, right? Mm-hmm. You know, goal didn't happen, but Hey, whatever it's preseason. Um, that's where you think like, yo, he might play in games that are not league cup games. You know what I mean? So he might actually play in the Premier League. And for me, that's quite exciting. And especially at his young age, he's got to do something about his hair, though. Bothers me. But other than that, you know, that that that's really exciting. But, you know, obviously there are some other players where I'm hoping, you know, obviously uh, they become a baller. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'll leave it to the rest of y'all to um, to um, distinguish those players. Any thoughts on Harvey Elliott, David? Yeah, uh, a lot of potential. We've known this, though. We've we, we said he was the uh, English Messi when we signed him, right? So. <laughs> right, but <laughs> but no, like, I seen it. I seen no, it now. No, it's becoming more and more of a reality all the time. You saw it at championship level last year. Uh, I think that basically, you know, we're going to clear a foreign player spot once somebody finally ponies up the dough that we want for Shaq, uh, because Harvey Elliott is that new Shaq, and so there will be a foreign player spot come available somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that he'll feature probably as much as Shaq did, you know, last season, which is exciting because he'll probably get, you know, 10 to 15 appearances. What he does with him, we'll see. But uh, he's an exciting young player, loads of skill, good pace. I mean, you just you, you see all the potential coming together. And when you get clapped off the pitch at Anfield and then give your boots to a little kid, I mean, it's, it's only bright things ahead, right? Listen, he's like two years younger than him. He. Well, yeah. <laughs> Eight, he like let every other player leave the pitch so that he could be the last one out <laughs> by himself. And that's the other Confidence. thing to remember is like he he did come up watching Steven Gerrard Liverpool and he is like a Liverpool fan, so he does yeah. it. He's not Scouse, right? But he does do it for the badge a little bit more than others, maybe you know. And that and that's and that obviously that can only be an asset, right? And that's uh, that, that it's so. I mean, I'm not a screenwriter in any sense of the imagination, but like that's very Hollywood to me. Like it's just a perfect amalgamation of ingredients to like this. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, he's living my dream. If he just put on some <laughs> goalie gloves and stood in the net for a little bit. <laughs> but right? D- Darius, I'm going to throw it to you. Who was your maybe surprise pick of the bunch from preseason? I would say Takumi Minamino, just because he was such a forgotten guy over the last year and a half since they signed him. And when they first signed him, I'm like looking at him like, oh yeah, this is an exciting player. He played great at Anfield. And then it's like, all right, well, take some time to you know get up to speed, project restart, all that kind of stuff. And then last year, they throw him off to Southampton. And Southampton by the end of it was like, we can't do anything with this. And he comes out on fire in this preseason. Again, it's preseason, so who really cares? But the fact that you could have someone who's playing above his value, and he was valued at, what was it, seven and a half uh, million pounds? So if you get something out of him, and that's just 
Origi minutes, um, if you're getting um, something like four or five goals throughout the course of the season, that feels like a massive step up from virtually nothing over the last couple of years. So I'm encouraged by that, just to see what is there. So that's that's a player I'm excited to see this season, to see if he can do it against the real guys. But at least in, in the game that I saw on Sunday, um, I mean, he looked he looked comfortable against Atletico Bilbao, uh, against Athletic Club Bilbao. He looked comfortable and he looked like a grown man playing football as opposed to just like a little kid doing a cosplay, which is what yeah. he kind of looked like when he got in at times last year. So he looks like he's ready to go, but... Yeah, I was going to say, like, he showed up at Liverpool looking like a child, and now mm-hmm. he has, like, a beard. Like, a little – it's patchy. <laughs> yeah. Patchy, but he looks yeah. a little bigger. And he, he doesn't look baby face. He looked like he's ready. And he doesn't look like he's, like – like, when we won the Premier League, he kind of was, like, always off to the side, just, like, looking around, like, wow, these guys – these guys did something. I feel like yeah. I'm just kind of yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And now I feel like he's more, like – you know, he went to Southampton – was like, oh, so this is what the rest of the Premier League's like. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, uh, I thought David, Liverpool was bad. Southampton? <laughs> I, I, I think, I mean, Darius said if you can get Rigi minutes out of him, I think there's a reality whereby when we get to AFCON, uh, he can maybe plug into one of those two spots that, that Mo and Armani leaves. Um, yeah, and happened. I think... I mean, he was linking up well. He was checking into spaces when he go out in the wing. He sent in a cross to Bobby that he took on the chest and just finished. They celebrated together like they're the best of buds. I think maybe we can even expect a little bit more than that, more than Rigi minutes and even maybe more than four or five goals uh, or four or five goal contributions. I think he could maybe be at least a rotational player on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised because, like, if you told me a year ago that, like, Mane and Salah are going to go off to AFCON and then it's going to be – Jota Firmino Minamino across the front three. I'd be like, oh Jesus, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long game. <laughs> but now I don't know. You know, I, he's he also looks a little bit quicker to me. I don't know that I'm sure he's been working on his pace. I've uh, been training really hard, so I don't know. He just looked a little bit. It looked really spry in that game the other day, from what I saw of it. I just saw clips. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but just a little bit more pace to him. Um, and yeah, I just. Yeah, I have hopes for him that he could uh, possibly look. I, I said to you guys earlier, if he gave you like seven goals, five assists in 18 appearances. Okay. You know, yeah. that's, that's good to me. Like I got no beef with that because you need that are just going to pop in once in a while and then, but they're not going to be there all the time. If he's that, then he's that he only costs seven and a half mil. What do I, what do you think? That's a good ROI. Can I can I do an analogy real quick? Like if yeah. he does not a Lalana and comes on it and at Old Trafford, Old Trafford, and scores a winner of the equalizer, and that's all he does, totally okay with that. Totally okay with. I that. mean, I'd want more consistency <laughs> throughout yeah, yeah. the course no, of the Darius, season. I'm totally okay with that. But you just want, you want a moment. I feel you, bro. You yeah. want a moment. That's he what does you're looking need for. a moment. I think he needs a moment. A, Absolutely, a big think, moment for his career would change. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he had a moment, and I think this happened for a lot of players actually. And if you looked at their Instagram posts following the last two friendlies, like oh, the only thing that they all talked about was that the fans are back, mm-hmm. and. Like Costas talked about it, like, oh, feeling what Anfield's actually like. Minamino scored, and then he had, like, 
a bunch of Liverpool fans and like be like, yeah, oh, you guys like me, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, y'all know my name? Awesome. Yeah, like we never, he's never really... actually played. In yes, exactly. Yeah. Half of these guys actually. Yeah, exactly. Jota neither. Jota neither. So like, well, Jota Thiago, at least got Jota, got that like... Wolves game in January mm-hmm. and the Spurs game, and the... but that wasn't the real Anfield. Yeah. You know, we all know we could we could opine about that forever and ever. But Jota um, had at least seen Anfield from a visitor side. I mean, yeah. so had Minamino, but like right. Jota had been there like several times. But I don't like, know, I think he had that moment. Moment and like it is pre uh, we can always the caveats always it is preseason but however this is the preparation for the season you know like they if they look really shit that's really bad right <laughs> like we'll agree that right if preseason <laughs> right. looks really shit that's really bad so if they look good it's got to be at least a little good but one of the things that really impressed me with Minamino was he was doing those runs behind like the line mm-hmm. for the long ball and like just mm-hmm. bringing it down like he had that early opportunity where he sent it just wide and then for the goal it was the same exact thing where he just broke the line the ball came and he was in time to perfect and his touch was impeccable on both yeah. occasions so it's like that's the kind of little stuff that you see and it's like you know this is the way liverpool wants to play so it's not just he's able to go out and play football but he can play football the way you're going to wants him to play yeah and that is to me really exciting and you know the other thing was that you know Mr. Kanate uh, loves the anime, and him and Minamino have been flirting online about it. And it's, just, it's good that <laughs> well, he has is a that friend. True? I'm good. I'm happy. Leagues. I want to see the flirt. Yeah, I'm happy the that like he has like a oh, genuine friend, you know, because I just feel like he was like an outsider, and that was, <laughs> was. The problem. They, they, they can in. they can vibe over My Hero Academia and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, like, let's go. No, but to your point though, that's actually good because I I think Minamino speaks German, so like they yeah. can speak German together. Yeah, he yeah. speaks German so with a lot of guys earlier that there was no one to really speak German to besides Mate, but like a defender and Minami, I mean, what the hell are they going to talk well, about? No, I mean, a number of those guys, like remember Mane and, um, and, and Firmino both spent time in Germany. So actually Firmino, I think his German is better than his English, same as uh, for Minamino, but, 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 but point taken where you, you have now have another guy who you can yeah. vibe with in a number of different ways. And Takumi being a little bit younger than the the front three. I mean, yeah. having someone closer to your age bracket. I know it doesn't sound like it's a whole lot, but it does mean something when you have somebody Vibes. you can kick it with on that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to jump in with mine, and he's going to be key here very early. And that's Costa Simikas, the man who really didn't exist, the new signing that never really played. Six minutes, right? He had six minutes, right, in total last season. Did and all really? that happened was that James Milner yelled at him. Like, that's all that happened. That was preseason. He said, fucking hell, Costas. <laughs> and that was his Liverpool career up until his, his preseason was James Milner telling him fucking hell, which is not great. It's not great. It's memorable. It's just not great. But given the circumstances – and this obviously only became true up this Saturday. Uh, we didn't think he was going to be playing, but he did very well in preseason. He has the delivery on him. Uh, he put that ball in for Bobby, and then they did the fucking finger guns together, and that was awesome. <laughs> uh, he's going to be key early, and I think the main thing is is that he has the delivery, and it's the one thing that we desperately need from Andy Rabo is the distribution, especially out wide. Um, and he can replicate that. It's one of the reasons why we fall so short uh, when Nico Williams fills in for Trent. He's just not there yet with the delivery. And I thought Costas looked strong and was delivering the ball, you know, very, very well throughout the whole, you know, preseason. Um, so that, that's mine. David, who was your surprise performer? Uh, I was going to say Shimikas, but okay. uh, so. <laughs> no, you can uh, add on. You can add on. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's going to be ever more important now with Robbo out for an uh, undetermined amount of time. 
I literally was like, I don't think this kid's ever going to actually play for us. I had gotten into a place where I convinced myself that it would be more likely that Ben Davis converts to let back, left back and he somehow exists more than <laughs> Shimikas. But uh, no, I, I'm glad to see that this player, you know, will hopefully be someone for us and give us that depth at left back. Uh, there is one other player, but it's it's not unusual for him to tear up preseason. Oh, you, <laughs> you don't want to say it. I know you don't want to say it, but say it. Say it. Say it. Hey. Hey. Oh, I'm ready to be Navi's hurt again. Back. I'm ready to be hurt again. Uh, oh, Every it's Washburn to repeat with this guy. I know, and I'm just prepared that we are in, indeed going to be hurt again. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just sort of like, uh, you know, I, I really hope by some chance in hell, be, based on the way that they handled his injury last year, new doctor, all this other shit uh, that's gone on, maybe, maybe he'll stay on the pitch this season for like 20 appearances. I just kill for that. Just give me 20 to 25. Just give me 20 starts, 25 appearances. I'll take it, but you know, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll I see. don't know. Yeah. That's unfortunate is that we will see. Uh, yeah, man. I think he's, he's looked good. He's, he's for me, like he's usually looked well when he's played and not been hurt early in the game, you know, uh, West Ham debut. Incredible. He had like yeah. a Bournemouth appearance that same year. Incredible. They just, yeah, the injury thing. And, and, and that's, you know, maybe how old is he? 24, 25 still. He's still very young. 25, maybe 20, 20, he's turning 26 this maybe year. Maybe his yeah. body was still developing and all the ligaments and stuff hadn't fully formed. And you know, I think he doesn't stop developing until you're 25. So in. maybe that's what it was with him. Right. I, I'm, just, I'm thinking he might have carried something in with him. True, right. Maybe. When he, because we loaned him back for a year. I think he might have picked something up that year and carried it in with him and it never got right and they just you know they kept trying to push him back that, that's the crazy thing him. though he didn't really miss that much time with injury at least i don't remember in his first year the first he, season he's he gonna be bad. 27 in february kids yeah he's 27 okay, okay. so okay. yeah but that's the thing i don't remember him missing that much time in the 18 19 season 19 20 no, he was in and out but he but was the point is the second half the point is and then last year was a disaster yeah. there is 25 percent baller but he He's becoming a Sturridge at the moment, and that's well, that's very so well. That's been David's here's point. The thing. It yeah. it is my point, but when I pull back and look at the numbers, right? So he's it's interesting because he's in, he's been injured for a quarter of his Liverpool career. Now it mm -hmm. seems like more than that, but the reason he, the other reason that he hasn't played is that Jurgen hasn't picked him, yeah. and so Especially that'll last be year. yeah, Second half and of last so year, that'll yeah. be interesting to see how that plays out because. You know, I think we all would say on paper that you want to see Hendo, Fabinho, Tiago. That's your preferred midfield three, right, on an average day. Can he break through that and, and make himself a regular part of that midfield? I don't know. And so, like, he might actually just stay healthy all season and still only appear 15 times because you're going to only decide that he would play 15 times in the Premier League and maybe five times in the Champions League, and that's how his 20 appearances happen. If that happens, that's totally fine with me, and that makes complete sense. Um, and it, it, then it becomes a question of, is it worth 120 k a week to keep that player in that role? Because that player is, you know, I'm sure that he wants to play every week. He could play every week somewhere if he can stay healthy and make shitloads of money, right? So, like, if your negotiation standpoint, that 
at that juncture gets a little difficult because you're basically saying like, this is what we see you as. We'll pay you X amount of dollars and 120 is probably all it's ever going to be. He either has to accept that or say like, no, fuck this, I'm out of here. So <laughs> uh, it'd be interesting to see like how this year plays out for him and then what that means for his future. Yeah, I mean, he's been YouTube nabby all preseason. Uh, maybe he just turns a corner, wins a blonde or and just, I don't know, scores like 30 goals for some reason. I don't know. Hey, let's dream, right? He wears the number maybe. eight. Right. Maybe. Or the, there's the other reality where like whereby when a great player leaves a number vacant, the next person that comes in has to be shit to wash it clean. Like, you know, it's the next person that wears it. So, right. It's like this vicious cycle that goes on. Yeah. I don't know. He's just the, the number eight cleansing after Steven exactly. Gerrard. Right? Too much numerology he's, already he's, in this he's episode. the guy after the guy. You never yeah, be the guy. But you know guy. what, though? Then I, I worry about Kanate. I really do. He's a starter's query. I throw out the bad vibes already. <laughs> are reasonable things. Here's some other names that you could have thrown out there to be like, wow, that was surprising. Uh, ben Woodburn, <laughs> apparently. Pe- Pep Linders. Still a Liverpool player. Pep Linders, surprise player of the preseason, was Ben Woodburn. And Jurgen Klopp. Because he's a- like, I didn't know he still lived here. Jurgen Klopp's quote <laughs> was very interesting. Jurgen Klopp was talking about. We played him at right back. He did well. We played him in the center midfield. He did well. We played him in the 10. He did well. And you know what Jurgen Klopp loves? He loves He's a Swiss young Army. James Milner. Exactly, mate. He's Ben Woodburn. Stop, stop, Say that again. He's a young James Milner. That's what he means. Uh, I just got a stub. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I didn't Listen. even think about it like that, but oh, damn. I mean, it was interesting. Was true, I would be fine that would be amazing we need interesting for james milner just have him sleep who doesn't love a versatile player james milner is like all weather gear he's fucking versatile as it comes he's like gore-tex he's gore-tex three things things not the rapper three things of note you can look this up jürgen klopp giving the big ups talking about he can play over the pitch Pep Linders then goes on to say he's done very well. He came into camp pretty much in top shape and he has an Anfield future. That's what Pep Linders said. He said he has an Anfield future, right? Third thing of note, he's been at the club for three years under the age of 21. He's a homegrown talent. He's over the age of 22 or 21, which means if you register for him, he takes one of the homegrown spots. And that's just an interesting little tidbit. I don't know. Do with it what you something want to think about. Yeah, just something to think about. Plus, he's Welsh, so it's fine. Like, it, but it, even, you don't think you it's could sign I him mean, today counts, right? Wait, wait, wait. But from a conspiracy standpoint, you don't think it's like uh, smokes and mirrors to maybe get a get up the it? price. Yeah, I mean, it's probably right? smoke and mirrors to get him to sign a contract. No, no, no. I mean to sell him. Sell him. <laughs> yeah. No, but ah, well, you have yeah, to same sweeten, thing. Whatever. Yeah. You have to sweeten him up to sign a new contract because I think he's up on contract either the end of this year or next year. Yeah, the end of this year you need him to sign a new contract to protect his value so that you could sell him. On yeah. Because if you were to sell him for, you know, let's say 10, you, you, you pay for the Academy's expense yearly expenses for, you know, X, you, you know what I mean? Like, or so, as an example, second coming of James Milner or someone else better than that. And we profit and laugh and go, this kid, he was 16, scored a goal. We forgot about him for five years. Oh yeah. That means he's 21, which again, in the world of football, 21 is a baby. It's a baby. I'm yeah. sorry. There's some people like Messi that come around. There's some people like Jaden Sancho that come around. They're very rare. Most of them are babies. And then they hit 24 and they're amazing. You know, so well, you never know. You never, 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 never. 
but even the ones, you know, I mean, come on, Messi was great when he was young, but once he hit 24, yes. you know, I mean, like Raheem Sterling was great when he was young, but once he got to be about 24, like he's just a completely different proposition. Next level. So he's still maturing. And like someone pointed out, like, Hey, we wanted him to be superstar at 17, 18 years old, but maybe he was just developing on a normal path of like a normal footballer where, you know, 17, 18, he's not strong enough, good enough yet. And then he gets 19 years old. Now he's he scored that goal for Wales and it just created too yeah, much right? expectation. We, you know, we, we fell in love with Ben Woodburn before we even knew who he was. Right. And that's a real, a real story about love and relationships anyways, that you should take with you. No, <laughs> take it slow kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Giving out uh, advice. Take it slow. So real quick. Real quick, I'm gonna ask you this, and you just answer me real quickly for the new season, Darius. The minimum. What is the minimum we have to do for you to be like okay? Minimum is repeating last year in a less creative way, finishing inside the top three, <laughs> <laughs> not having it go down to the last day of the season, but finishing inside the top three, uh, a run pretty deep in the uh, Champions League. I would say maybe up into the semifinal and get you a trophy i think that would be the way to look at a successful season understanding last year was partially a fluke but also they are a club that's now starting to transition players out with vinaldum being the first there's going to be another point either this year or next year where we're going to look at somebody leaving and go damn that hurts so knowing that it'd be a little um it'd be a little much to expect the team to just go and win everything. I'm still very bullish on them. And I, I think they can go and win multiple trophies, but as far as like my bare minimum, that's where I'm thinking comfortably inside the top four deep run in the champions league, get you a trophy. Okay. Andrew, your minimum minimum. And you're all right. Uh, I mean, we're doing the math here, right? So the minimum is obviously top four. Um, because you know, Arsenal's not anywhere close to that, and you know how I feel about Spurs. I've said this on this podcast several times, so I don't even want, I don't even think that needs what to be mentioned. What about the brilliant Brendan Rodgers and Leicester? I, I don't, don't, don't fuck that. I, <laughs> we talked about that on WhatsApp. We Minimum talk about that on a pod later, Minimum. at a later point, but. Let's just keep it. Just let me yeah, the see, minimum. Like, let me <laughs> part to mentalize whatever that word is. My anxiety yeah. right Us. now, Us. and um, so, so yeah, it's got to be top four, obviously. Um, um, you know, I'm a sucker for the Champions League. I would, I would love a run, but whether that's realistic, I don't know. Um, and the reality of the situation, you know, I would love a, I would love a domestic trophy, right? But we know since Klopp's been here. He don't give a fuck about League Cup or FA Cup. He he don't he he doesn't prioritize them. And he you know, there's a I can't wait to see the video in January. Is Klopp sacrificed? You know whatever that head you know those YouTube you know clickbait things. See sacrificing X Y and Z for X Y and Z game. And I I I don't give it. So I don't see that happening. Now mind you, do we see an opportunity to develop players like you know uh, Harvey Elliott and so on? Yeah, absolutely. But um, it's got to be top four, and that's all it, it ever is. Realistically, I don't think we'll win the title this season. Do I want it to happen? Absolutely. But I just think that with Tuchel and and, and Pep and his infinite money, I, I just don't see it happening with – I just don't have enough information to go on okay. right now. Not enough math. Exactly. Not enough okay. math. Now, no. ask me in December. Ask okay. me in December. Oh, this is always a shape-shifting question. Yeah, I would have to see you that. Know? 
Like last year we started, we had to win the title. And then by January it was still oh, in the I title. And then that. by March it was. Ah! No, no. I think I remember saying like, if we were to get third, I'd be okay. And that's exactly what we got. But of okay. course, but then after we beat Spurs in December, I was like, we won the damn thing. <laughs> it was, the title's done. Well, you got to remember how the season went last year, because going into the season, being bullish made sense. They had just won right. the Premier League. Then everyone gets hurt, but they're still somehow top after Spurs. And it's like, oh, they could do this. Whoa. And then I the remember, fucking I remember. so we beat Spurs and then we beat Crystal Palace 7-0. I saw you, Darius, at the bar and you asked me, so like we won the title. I was like, and I was like, hell yeah, we did. And, also, <laughs> and you said to me, Darius said to me, oh, so you're doubling down. I'm like, I'm tripling down. Whatever that oh, means. Oh no, I'm you owe Darius money. About that. You owe Darius a lot of money. That, you just admitted it, David. Well, your minimum. Bet, yeah. Your minimum. What is the minimum? Well, I know that a lot of people were bullish last year, but you remember I said third, deep seven, deep Champions League run and an FA Cup is fine with me. That's still like I'm on par with I'm I'm on board with Darius. That's a perfectly good season to me. Uh, I think third is what you should expect right now, given you know what everybody else looks like. I think we are the third best team in this country at worst. Uh, so top three, and then you know Champions League, it can go either way, right? You never know who you're gonna get. So uh, I just you know at least get into the quarters. Um, and then, yeah, I, I know that it's, uh, you know, that time of year, everybody goes, well, they don't take the domestic cup seriously, but you know, it's also August right now and you can dream. And I think that we have two starting 11s that are good enough to at least compete in that competition and get to the point that Klopp has to take it seriously. You get down into an FA cup quarterfinal, you got to start taking it seriously. Right. Yeah. I think you've got a squad that can get you to an FA cup quarterfinal there. And then you have to start going, okay, well, like we're two rounds from actually having a shot to win this thing. So let's do it. That's all it takes. So uh, I'd like to see us win that also because it's uh, the longest trophies or the longest gap since I've seen us win that trophy. That was 2006. Uh, so we've won the league cup in 2012. We've won everything else much more recently. Yeah. So I would like to see us win the FA cup. So for me, yeah. Yeah, But we're going to go out to Reading in the first no, the fifth hush, round or some hush, hush. Ben Woodburn's going to have a hat trick, bitch. Yeah. Ben Woodburn. <laughs> That's a Harvey <laughs> Elliott masterclass <laughs> right there it. waiting to happen. Dude. So for me, the minimum is top four comfortable though like Darius said like it doesn't we we are comfortably at least the third best team so we should be comfortably finishing in that top four there are a couple of you know iffies we'll talk about a bit like that could sneak in but top four maintain maintain right uh I do want us to see win a domestic trophy a league cup will be nice because you win it in February and no one else has won fuck all and you can just like go around like ah we want a fucking shiny thing and like you know City's tactic for that has been let Phil Foden just Phil Foden the fucking championship let's let Harvey Elliott just fucking Harvey Elliott the championship you gotta get that draw that they always get too <laughs> that's the thing you gotta get the draws <laughs> and set it up but yeah a night and then for me in the Champions League you get out of the group and you win one tie like get out of the group win one tie now we're good quarterfinals on luck of the draw you can fucking get psg at this point and then it's like holy shit uh so yeah that's the minimum for me that's the minimum expectations for for next season and i think we all said it you could guarantee us champions league for another year give us some excitement in the champions league a couple goals to remember and then maybe back at domestic maybe back Wait, at domestic. sorry jordan can i throw a wrench in this whatever thing um since 
Mane and Salah are going to Africa in, in January. Do you see us buying anyone significant or looking to buy anything significant in January? In, I know no. another pod, but like quickly, do you? No, no, we don't spend in January. So no. <laughs> if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you do that now? And we will talk about that exact subject coming up next. All right. So segue and to answer Andrew's question more in depth and to move on into the next subject. The question being who needs to perform. And for me to answer that question, because I don't think we will invest in January unless things are very bleak indeed. Uh, one of the attacking options has to start banging in goals January when, when Mo and Mane leave, if we're going to get all the things that we want to have happen. Um, so if it's Jota, if it's Minamino, even if it's Harvey Elliott, if Divock Origi somehow still around and it's fucking him, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but someone out of that group needs to start banging. Maybe it's even Bobby. Maybe Bobby has a January that we've never seen before where he like bags like nine goals in a month. And you're like, what in the fucking hell is this? But one of the attackers, because it's the, it's the unfortunate reality, AFCON's happening this year. We're going to lose Mo. We're going to lose Mane. We're going to lose him for some time because they don't play for, you know, Guinea, like Nabi Keita or, you know, a smaller African nation. They play for one of the big boys that's going to go to the semifinal at least. You don't have sorry. Gabon making it to. Yeah, to I'm sorry. It's going to be Senegal, Algeria, Egypt, and then cameroon or nigeria or, or ghana it's yeah. it's gonna be those yeah. i promise you yeah. i promise you now folks that's gonna be the semis okay um so for that that's for me as far as someone who needs to perform i can't put you know one name down but it's someone of those attacking options has to bang in the goals for us at that time period so i'll darius for you who is the need to perform player this season i guess i'll go kind of back to where we started on this as far as like remember we were talking about like, all right, well, who would you sell out of these guys? Well, I'm looking at the midfield. I'm looking at Keita. I'm looking at Ox and those two specifically because Liverpool over the last few years have had such an over-reliance on the attackers producing goals. They need the midfield to step up. And we know we're not going to get that out of uh, Fabinho. And Henderson, while he's out there, is probably not going to give you too many goals. Tiago, he's just not that player. That's not what he does. So it's got to be one of those other guys. It's got to be Ox. It's got to be Keita. They need desperately to have someone from the midfield chipping in some goals consistently, at least being a threat. So those are the guys I'm looking at, especially because you know what their role is coming in late in the game, being a little bit of a spark plug. That's where you really need that goal threat to come in. When you're against Burnley, it's 1-1. 10 minutes to go, go get us something. So those are the two guys I'm looking at is like, all right, you you just need to step up. Just start banging them in, man. Like, yeah, let's get it going. Or even like, you know, throw a Curtis Jones in there. Or even Curtis Jones, a, but a Harvey I feel Elliott. better about Curtis Jones overall. I can give him a pass yeah. if he doesn't live up to well, it. Well, I would just, yeah, like I agree with you. Like we do need more input from the midfield for goals. Like mm -hmm. we, it just, we've been asking for that since Phil Coutinho left. And like Phil Coutinho – you can name games off the top of your head where he just scores a ridiculous goal from outside the box. And, oh, that's it. It's settled. We beat that team. I mean, even Adam Lallana when he was playing in that role. like That's true. Just, just something. Something. That was one of the, like, aha moments of watching Adam Lallana highlights when he left. It was like, wait a second. In the beginning of his Liverpool career, like, he was just banging in goals for fun. Like, yeah. what, the hell is, what the hell is going on here, man? <laughs> uh, but anyways, 
I and that also for me helps with the Momane thing. Like you know, if the midfield can score some goals, then you don't need one of the attackers to score you know ten goals in the month. Uh, Andrew, for you, who needs to perform for us to reach our dreams? Everybody, everybody needs to get to work. <laughs> All these bitches need to get to no, work. Okay, no, no, no. So, <laughs> no, all shits of giggles here, but I've been looking at, I've been doing the, the Googles. I've been asking the Googles what's going on. So question, if a tournament starts, right, when do you leave for the country? Do you go to your You go two team? weeks early. You go at least two weeks early to do a pre-camp. Is it two weeks early? Are you at sure? Least two. Usually at least two weeks. Because then we're fucked. Because... <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> Well, <laughs> I, hold on, so, hold on. wait, wait for it. Wait for it. When does AFCON start? It starts on January 9th. So two weeks early would be what? December 28th. So I think, like I think they would leave the weekend before and it would just be a week. I'm like, I'm every hoping, time because here's the thing. I remember it. They usually don't January. leave till like after the new year. Yeah. Okay. Usually, Cause here's the thing. Obviously we got a game on boxing day. Then we have, we're playing Rogers on the 28th. And then on, on new year's day, we're playing, uh, uh, the 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 Tuco boys were playing the Americans on the first, okay. and then here's the thing: actually, during the tournament, I mean, besides the FA Cup because we don't know, but during the tournament, I don't give a fuck. We're playing Brentford, well, home. Hold on, and then we're playing Patrick Vieira away, Crystal Palace, and then the the tournament ends on the sixth. So if Mo Salah wins the thing, boy, better get to work because on so... the ninth. At home, we're playing Rodgers. I just so want to say I'm okay with those two games. Those are two. Those are two Premier League games. I'm Brentford and Crystal Palace. Like I just mind you, throw, I don't want to drop points, but I want to throw a wrench in. Go ahead, baby. The last time this happened to us, Mane left, right, and throw then we him. played bottom of the league Swansea, and we played fucking Championship Wolves in the FA Cup, and it was like I don't give a fuck, like you just said, right, right and right. we had a typical. Unfortunately, at this point, you have to say we've had more Januarys than not that have been absolute shit under Klopp, and we had a typical January Klopp January where we just fell out of every competition. I think yeah. at that point we were we had beaten City and we were like top of the league on New Year's Day or something like that. I can't remember, but anyways, who do you need to perform, Andrew, and so we can reach our dreams? Yeah, it, it's it's got to be Oxford Kate. It's it's got to be Oxford Kate because for me, if you if you're and oh shit. No, will he be around, Minamino? Do you th- do we think Minamino, Minamino was staying? Because so yes, he will. what is happening? No, what I mean is like, do we do we do a Southampton? Do we loan him out again? Because he'll be uh, here. I think he's going on. Yeah, loan. He'll be I here. hope not because it, it's got to then it's got to be him because it, it, he it's going to be him, Jota, and did, and Firmino playing in front three. Talking about Taki's like importance earlier like i know i'm dude i've been drinking just chill the fuck out like, all right okay. <laughs> chill the fuck so, out everyone so you're, take a chill pill. you're sorry, we're, attacking you. we're attacking you yeah I'm are sorry. you taking sorry. an amino i'm sorry i don't have an i don't have it, it it's okay. gotta be it's gotta be mean amino that's gotta help jota because i'm fearful because okay. i said this last season he was gonna get 40 goals now mind you it was a joke but i'm dead serious Homeboy's got the talent to get 40 goals. But the thing is, I don't know if he's going to be staying healthy. If he stays healthy with Jota, I think we'll be fine. Okay. With Jota. Okay. To the point where Minamino's got to be, like, just average. You know what I mean? Okay. And this idea that the midfielders have to score goals, guys, 
We've been saying this for years. We don't we don't play that way. We we are not city. We don't have. Oh, but they're, they're, they've got hold guys on. who are supposed well, to. Be wait that, a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. City play in such a way that the midfielders occupy the half space so that they get <laughs> into the, the you know they get the balls and so on and they, they can score goals so, right. I'm we don't so play proud. that fucking way. We don't need need midf- midfielders to score right. We need our front three to score. So it's it's imperative that the players occupying those spaces score goals and okay. that's where i like i said minamino and um and jota yeah now okay. mind you if they play if we do something different then obviously we we change in other words if we have new information we have to change our opinions well, right? especially when Liverpool until are playing then, those low block sides in in the middle of winter who are sitting and back, that's when they really oh, need the midfielders to help out you shouted them out well just Ooh. just think about oxley chamberlain goals in your head right now just think about them I what know they're all like? they're all from deep, but again, like but they're bangers. They're bangers. Okay. They're like they're like they're like techno songs. They're bangers. But the yeah. thing is, statistically, like you don't get goals uh, yeah. outside the box. Like that, yes. that's not that's not a fucking strategy. Like it, you don't. Rely I hate it when I was at the bar and someone said, "Oh, we need to shoot from outside the box." I'm like, "Oh yeah, uh, let me think of a championship winning side that like most of their goals, yeah, fucking nonsense." Like no. I don't. I don't want to hear it. Okay, just craziness. David, David, who do you need to perform this year? Who needs to perform? I think this question is funny because everybody has taken it to mean somebody who steps up. I don't necessarily think that that's that's how I'm translating it. What I need to see this year is a player who, to no fault of his own, wasn't able to perform the way that he wanted or needed to perform last season. Y'all are sitting here talking about how our midfielders don't necessarily have to score goals, that we don't play that way. But we do need our midfielders to create and be involved in attacking motions. And that's why I need Tiago this year to be fucking Tiago, to be the player that we signed. It's not his fault. I'm not saying no. it was his fault that no. he didn't get yeah. to do all that last season. He had a job to do, and it was a lot more nitty gritty last season than what he signed on for because we spent half our season with Tia, uh, Fabinho in the back and Hendo in the back or neither of them in the back and Genie playing the six and the whole thing was a clusterfuck that nobody could predict or want to play but this year hopefully none of that happens you saw what he started to do at the end of the season when he had Fab next to him week in week out and I'm hoping that with Hendo also, it's just going to free him up to be the creator that we know him to be and the guy that can pull the strings and control the game. And against those low block sides, he's a player that we, you know, it's part of why we bought him is that he can make those passes and he can create the help create those opportunities for those players. And that's why I really hope uh, to see Tiago. It's a great, it's a great yeah, shout. Great now that you said it, I'm like, yeah, that's a really <laughs> fucking answer. I mean, it's, a, it's definitely <laughs> nice. And at the end of the day, from a selfish point of view, I just want to be able to sing that song and like, in a non-ironic way, you know, there's that, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, no, fuck. Yeah. But so, then I'm I mean, just worried like, about his injuries though. I'm, no, I'm he'll just, be, he'll be fine. He'll be like, fine. Um, as long yeah, as uh, I think, Richarlison I think that, stays off his fucking. I think know, back to that Chelsea game, right? He was employed more forward and then yeah. the rest of the season he was back. So yeah, I mean, that's definitely, that's, that's an excellent shot. I can't, it's just thrown my whole head through a loop. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the answer. 
Tiago. I'm still, I'm still kind of one of those people where it's like I, I come off as being like a Tiago defender, but it's like he did play better than I think we give him credit for last year because he did fine. So many I'm things not, that I'm happened not, around him. I'm he played not better him and saying that he didn't. But play like, well. but like, I'm how about he this? Didn't get to like, do what he wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, but it's like it's it's stuff like this, right? Like, because because I pulled these up and it's like, oh, I didn't even realize that. It's like he played the third most passes in the Premier League into the final third. Like he had the most passes on the team going 10, 15 yards or more forward. So it's like out of the distribution, the pass accuracy and getting other guys into positions where they can create the final pass. Like, which that's what we said from the very beginning that like, he's not going to be the guy with the assist. He's not going to be the guy with the goal. He's the pass before the pass. So if you make the pass before the pass and then the guy doesn't make his pass in, like then that's not on you. So like, that's, that's kind of the thing where it's like, I feel like he did do his job no, last year. I, I'm not saying that he didn't, but what I'm saying is that he, because of the situation, he had to play a lot deeper than he probably would have normally. Sure. So when you're saying he had to make all these passes like 10 and 15, longer than 10 or 15 yards, I don't think that he should necessarily have to be doing quite that many long balls or that many, that style of play, because he shouldn't necessarily be picking the ball up outside of his eight, his own 18 yard box and then trying to spring somebody free. That should be fab. Then feeding him, who mm-hmm. can then make a, something happen right around the midfield mark, and start to create deeper and deeper into their half. We as we own the ball more, it's not on him to kind of help clean up. That's that's Fab and Hendo's job. Right. He, it's his job to more step in, almost like a ten, and distribute and create in the middle and start pulling the strings of the. And attack. he'll be getting the ball to Trent. He'll be getting the ball. Hopefully, right. Robbo will be back, and then those will be where you're getting the assists from. I just want to kind of like set the precedent now that we're now coming into the season thinking like 10, 15 assists is what we're looking for out of him. Like, no, no. I'm not even goals I'm and assists. That's not going to be a thing. But you know, but because I don't but, think Tiago's the type of player that you put a, a number on, and you don't right, say yeah. like this is his goal because it right. could be it could be thirty. I don't know, but I'm not going to put a number on it because right. it could be a bunch of, like you said, hockey assists. It could be 25 hockey assists, yeah. but all he does is just keep sp- opening everything up so that all the other players can c- build their numbers. Inevitably, inevitably, to your point, David, I'm waiting for the, the clickbait title of Has Chiago Come Good from Sky Sports Football? YouTube channel. He, I, he, he never didn't come good. But I was going to say, like, they were one of the ones that is like, a lot. <laughs> But I don't, I don't think that, that the way that we had to you know, play last year got the best, like gave us Tiago at his first. It just, it yo, forced yo, him to do sh- a lot of things that like mm-hmm. were kind of dirty work in a lot of times. Yeah, so we, we really in that chef, middle part of the season. So all of us, we are, we know a guy, he's a chef. He was trained in Paris. He knows French cuisine. Tiago knows French cuisine. And he was asked to make Italian food. That's that's all. And now, hopefully, for the rest of the season, he can make his French shit. And it'll be dope. That's what I'm thinking. And I think that's what you're trying to say. If, if I don't know. I'm, I'm saying like, yeah, he like was making French chef, food and then him. somebody else dropped the plate. <laughs> Whichever the way you look at it, uh, I mean, it will be all right. I think, yes, but you got to look at where he's making French food from. And then it's like he's having to throw the plate across the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Like a Frisbee, just flinging it. He's getting it there, but the other people are dropping the food. (laughs) Ratatiago? Is that what it is? Ratatiago? No. Why do okay. we make him French as if he's like not yeah. Brazilian and Why Spanish? Isn't he, hey, hey, I don't know. He's from go like, the born in Italy. Like all these other places have amazing food. <laughs> That's the one place he's not Damn affiliated man. with that has awesome food. No, Quick just, question. Just go with it. Just Quick go with question it. around the board. Does anyone score more goals than Mo Salah for us? If hold your peace, otherwise. Uh, Jota. Okay, so we have one. We'll say Jota <laughs> just for shits and giggles. 
everyone Jim remember Ocarini, obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't have to be said right oh, wait 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 yeah. can it be my boyfriend can it be allison becker i mean he i mean he's he's the he's only person one. in the history of the premier league to score a goal assist a goal win the golden gloves and there was some other like honor like added on to that like he's the only player in premier league history to do that beautiful also, beautiful hey, anytime we can get an allison goal shout in there that's the exact moment where all my love for football came flooding back before that i was a miserable <laughs> oh yo i remember that day because i was at adams and you were texting like i hate football Dude, I'm blah, we're gonna fucking die everything like the apocalypse and then the goal goes in two minutes later i see my phone notification was like I hate football. This is <laughs> I can't believe this. This is this shouldn't be happening. And you're like, and then you write like get in in capital letters. And I'm like, what? I just but that yeah, was dude. my reaction okay. too. I though it. I just started I up, laughing. I'm, I'm like, how shopping. dare you guys make me care this damn much about yeah, this game? Right? I don't need that in my life. I don't need that. So we all <laughs> agree, Mo Salah be the top scorer. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, so we've covered ourselves. Let's look at the bigger picture in the league. <clears throat> I'm gonna start with you, Andrew. Give me your top four in order. Oh God. Uh, uh, shit. It's I hate. Oh, fuck. No, I don't. Don't make me say it. Right. I think it's. Say I think it's. It. I, I think it's Chelsea. I think it's City. I think it's us, and I think it's United. I like the shout. I like the Chelsea shout. It's a cheeky shout. I think they'll Fucking be better. Hate those cunts. I hate them. Than they were last year, definitely. Uh, David, what's your top four? Uh, I mean, that's technically the correct answer, but I'll throw Leicester, City, and over United. <laughs> yeah, go on the broad. You finally do it. This is the year. This is the year, and it comes. I would love it. I would love expense. it. I would love it, but I just listen, don't think it's happening. Fofana injury is going to be like it was for us. They're going to have to manage that. Uh, we'll see how they do with it, you know, because they've already lost the center back, and we know how that story goes, and a pretty good one. Um, Darius, your top four. Number four, Lester. Number yeah. three. Chelsea, number two, Ooh. Liverpool, number one, City. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't want to say it, but I do think City wins. Yeah, I'll put us ahead of Chelsea, even though I'm fifty-fifty on that. Chelsea, and then because we're not gonna have enough time to talk about the rest of the league, and you've already talked about Leicester, I'll throw Villa in there. I think Villa have done amazing business, and just something to look out for. Danny Ings. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to finish fourth. I'm just throwing them in the hat. Oh, just to get I them thought in you were saying they're finished fourth. Oh, I was I was gonna gonna say, no, not the, first. No, only Andrew said United. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I picked up on that too. We're pretty down on United, are we? Oh, listen, to be fair, that's mainly... They actually did really good business. They did mainly, a really good summer. But they got that's Sancho. Us being, that's, that's us they being They got Sancho rivals. and Veron. Yeah. Like, they got Veron at a really good price, I forgot about that. The thing about Veron is a need, but Sancho wasn't a need for them. He was a bit of a need they have not had a out and out right winger they've been playing greenwood over there he's a striker and they've been asking so much out of going down the left hand side it literally i mean think back to the fa cup everything that they did came down the left so they've been asking so much out of marcus rashford now that he's hurt they needed someone else to kind of supplement and be their go-to guy so it was actually a pretty big need for them as an attack but i don't think it critically solved everything they still so have issues I think United probably will be in the top four instead of Villa, but like if we're being honest. If you want to, if you want to buy into this idea that all the business they did isn't going to work, there's only one thought for me that you can entertain and that you can spew to the masses if you really want to preach the gospel of it wasn't all good business. For Raphael Varane, I don't remember 
who did he play next to in the French world in the World Cup? The French one. Who remembers? Is oh, it Rami? Was it Marquinhos? No, Titi was a starter. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. It kind of that kind of puts a little into my thing. For me, Varane has always been the second center back. He's always had Sergio Ramos next to him. And I think the problem for Manchester United is that, in my mind, Harry Maguire is not a first center back. Kind of a he's not. Two, yeah. He's kind of a number two. They want him to be the leader, and he hasn't been able to hold it together. So maybe they're both number two guys who need a leader to get the best out of them and to get the best out of the whole unit. And so that's- you say maybe it's like a Matip Gomez kind of thing? Kind of. We're like they're missing their Virgil van Dyke still. Like Varane's class, and he could lead a back line, but he's never had to. He's had Sergio right. Ramos next to him his whole life, you know? He's always had a guy to turn to. And Harry Maguire well, has Connie Evans. Head. Yeah. yeah, right? But I think both of them need the guy that's going to tell them, like, hey, do this, come back here. And if, they, if they're if they in control, I don't know what – you could, it could be chaos. But I do think United probably gets stopped. I hope it's chaos. They've done some good business. That's chaos. Uh, okay, so we'll come down to David. Who do you got going down? Who's going down, down? Oh, who did I say? Uh, I will go with. Uh, hold on a second. I gotta pull up. Gotta remember everybody that got in. Yeah. <laughs> Wofford's going back down, guaranteed. Uh, I'm gonna finally take Burnley going down. Sean Dice's trick does not Fuck work off, Sean. this time. Uh, and then let's see here. I'll probably go with Norwich bouncing back <laughs> down. Unfortunately, you know they're just they're just too brave. And they don't play like cancel football, <laughs> like anti-football. <laughs> they don't play it enough to survive that. Like, cause that first year up is a bitch and you got to like win Never say 10 that. games and draw, you know, seven or eight to like really have a yeah. shot at it. And I just, I just cannot see them doing it. Um, weirdly, I'm going to let Brentford survive somehow, but like by the skin of their hey, teeth. Listen, you got to back Billy Bean. Moneyball, baby. Yeah. You got to back. Yeah, him. exactly. Like nothing would piss off English football more if another Moneyball American came in and like succeeded in the Premier League. They just <laughs> fucking lose their minds. Like we got these fucking like America is capitalist heaven, and yet they're doing the pinch a penny strategy while the fucking you know sheiks come in and just spend all their royal money. What's it doesn't make sense. But I like it. Right. Let Brentford stay. Let the bees stay, uh, man. The bees stay up. Their first trip to the Premier League and they stay a year. <laughs> Darius, who you Sean Dyche out. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Like I've got too. I've got two of them. I mean, I'm thinking Norwich. See ya, Watford. See ya. I just I just don't know who else I'll put in there because like with Norwich and Watford, those are two teams I like. I want to see them stick around. I just don't know if they can. Uh, I mean, they're they're not drastically different teams than the last time we saw them. If anything, Watford is probably less because now they have to rely more on Sar, but. Uh, there's another know. interesting choice that it could go like they could be good they could be like the usual 13th or it could go horribly bad yeah. and that's crystal palace yeah that's what i was thinking, it, I was thinking palace <laughs> i was thinking palace because like, i, I think there is a good coach but i i just this squad of they they, they needed to be refreshed a couple of years ago they should have cashed in on zaha like I could see that being just a zombie of a team by the time you get to the end of the year, just being like, we don't want to do this anymore. I, I hate the time this you get to January. I want to be here. <laughs> like yeah. you can see that with a number of their guys because they have so much talent. But after the one thing that you're looking forward to as a Palace player is, thank God we don't have to play for Hodgson anymore. But they're not a great but team. It can go they both have ways. Talented yeah. individual players. So if they don't get off to a great start, that's a team I'm looking at as like, what's your incentive? 
Like, why do you want to keep playing? You're looking for a, a different why team. Why are you a professional? <laughs> well, no, but seriously, seriously, like, as far as what you're trying to do, it's you're not playing for the badge at that point. Like, you're just playing for yourself. And in football, that's where shit can really hit the fan quick. If you're not trying to play together, you're trying to do your own thing. I feel like they got a number of dudes who would fall into that. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I can see that going wrong for Palace, but I think they're – too talented to go down but i, I could see it blowing up there listen yeah. we all know that roy hodgson was using his body as a medium for the <laughs> devil to keep the crystal palace up hired <laughs> to eventually slither back into the ground uh crystal palace is doomed <laughs> like we all know that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly oh so Andrew, and, you and, had you had listen, palace going down who did you have going down you had palace yeah, I was going to say, that's why I said, damn it, because I was going to say Palace. Yeah. I was going to be like, my dark horse is Palace. Yeah. And, then, and then I was going to blow <laughs> your mind. We were all just like, oh, yeah, no, Palace can do that. Like. But, but I'm okay with it because there's some players, if, I rem- if I'm sober enough to remember, that there's some players that we can do a genie on, and I'd be okay with that. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, Draw so it's got to be Palace, and it's got to be uh, – who else? It's got to be yeah. It's got to be Watford Norwich because yeah, I, I would. There, there's always going to be a relegation or you know a new a new up and comer that that stays. But now, this may happen because shit may happen. If Marco Bielsa was like, I'm out in the middle of the season, Leeds could go down. But, nah, Leeds is Leeds is uh, on solid footing. Leeds has got a good. Nah, side. they improved if anything. Um, yeah, but if they if if he were I to leave like. That. It could just nah. crash just I could see them just like was just, a big win right there, but no. Nah, I, th- I think it, the players would just band together and get through the year. Wait, 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 wait. Who also who who's who's managing Wolves? Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot some new guy. Yeah, some new Fuck guy. Them. Hey, new guy. New guy. They <laughs> no, but no, that's say. a shout for a team Let's that could really have struggle this year too. <laughs> yeah, they could struggle because if they get off to a bad start, I mean, I understand they have talent and all that stuff. Connor Cody, Bruno Miguel Silva de Nascimento. Just so you know. Don't oh, yeah. No, Bruno Lage, right? Yeah. So, yeah another Portuguese guy. Another, another Portuguese, Portuguese guy. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> that's a shout. It though. probably won't, but it, 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 it's possible, right? So. My So, like, I think Norwich is going to do their thing where they go, woohoo, like they always do for some reason. Probably Watford, too, because they just, I don't think they have enough substance to them. They're the easiest and cheapest ticket in the Premier League, and I hope they stay around because it's such an easy game to go to. I am a member of Watford Football Club. Go on, Hornets. Yeah, because it was like ten pounds for a ticket if you just gave them your email. So I was like, yeah, (laughs) like here, have my fucking email, and I'm gonna sit front row and watch Lester beat you and get super excited about it. So hold on, Uh, that's but probably Watford. So the third one is always the tough one because like, is it gonna be like a Newcastle? Probably not. I don't think you know steve, steve bruce Ooh, wait wait who's your manager again. is it steve steve bruce. yeah so steve bruce here's oh, my no, they're course. going down they're well, going hold up down. hold up hold up nah, man, Andrew, they'll always down. grind it out but here's the thing he's actually put up similar numbers there to their former manager that's you know true. the new everton manager <laughs> yeah that's it everton's fucking going down actually, yeah. <laughs> that's why he took it he's like i'm gonna get him relegated <laughs> no so here's my dark horse my dark horse for going down is Southampton. Um, it's a fair so, shout. They just got rid of their, you know, the pinnacle of their attack. I don't know if Shea Adams is enough. Uh, there's rumors that they'll lose a center back here in the transfer market, Vestigard, before we get to the season. Uh, House and Hoodle has had these runs in the season 
where they just lose like a whole bunch. They happened last year. I think they were bottom of the table at one point. They've had and, multiple nine nil losses over the last couple of years. Yeah. And I think there just comes a point where if you start the season like that, it's just a hole you can't dig out of and it might just go that way for them. But you know, we don't know who knows. All right. League top score, league top score of the whole league. David, who are you going with? Mo Salah, baby. <laughs> Sorry, no, I do think he want he want he loves the golden boot. It's his thing, uh, and I, I think he'll get it this year. I just I feel like this year there's going to be a, a, another. Everybody's going to have their vibe back, and uh, they're going to have some, a little chip on their shoulder. So I feel like they got something to prove. And Mo, especially, is just going to run rough shot through the whole league. I'm you know get like twenty eight this year. I would, oh, I would fucking love that. Andrew, <laughs> who you got as league's top score? Um. It depends. So if Kane goes to City, it's it's got to be Kane. No, unfortunately, he'll be hurt half uh, the year. Um, <laughs> it don't matter. He he still is so, able somehow to do it because he'll get like easy goals. He'll get like four. He's gonna score him with his teeth. He'll yes. get four against Crystal Palace, like just like taking a nap. Like that's what will happen. If Kane doesn't go though, who's your top scorer? Lukaku probably. Oh, you stole mine. I was gonna go. But that's fine. But that's fine. But it it will be. But I will say this though. I will say this though. Regardless, I think it'll be really close. It's not gonna be like a three goal gap. It's gonna be or a four goal gap. It's got to be like one or two between first and second. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was gonna go Lukaku, and like Lukaku tore up the league before he left, and United just didn't know how to use him. He has since gone to the continent and picked up a couple of new tricks. He's been working with Thierry Henry for like the past six years with the Belgian national team, and I just think he comes back to the Premier League and he has some. But also, but also more importantly, Jordan, apparently, like they've changed at Inter, they changed his diet or something like that. Yeah, he. I mean, he looks he looks like a, a machine now, like even more than he was before. Like he looks like it. I'm mad. I'm proper jealous. Like I, I would in another universe where he hadn't played for all of our rivals, and there's a chance that we could <laughs> sign him. I would love to see it. But yeah, yeah. I just hope. I just hope he gets like an Achilles injury. No, or no. Shit. Don't be no, that guy. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now. I'll give fuck. Uh, listen, I'll be Chris. I'll be Chris <laughs> over the ball boy. All I gotta fuck say is those chances that Timo Werner missed. Lukaku's not gonna miss them. So. No. Darius, who do you have as the top scorer on that very Fuck morbid him. note right there? Fuck him. <laughs> Trip over the ball, boy, down. Triple down. Darius, who do you have as lead top scorer? Carter Kane, <laughs> NBA. <laughs> what? <laughs> Harry Kane. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. No, but I think Kane is going to be on one this season, regardless of where he plays. I do think he's going to have one of those years where he scores 20 goals by, like, November and then tears his legs up because – of overuse if he's at Tottenham and if he's at city, then it's going to be a bunch of tap in goals and he plays, you know, every other game. So either way, it's like Harry Kane is in a position where he's going to look good because the team around him at Tottenham is meh, which means get the ball, get the ball to Harry and get out the way. So he'll go take advantage of that. And if he's at city, then it's a bunch of tap ins. And I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, you're right. And to wind it down, before we wind it down and finish this off, player of the season, any shouts? I mean, Kevin De Bruyne's going to be in there. I don't know if I have, like, one tied down that I think is going to storm the league and take over. Um, but it's probably going to be between Kevin De Bruyne and someone on uh, – it'd probably be either, like, Mo Salah or maybe even Romelu Lukaku. I mean, those would be my three choices. Uh, it's going to be – Ivakarigi, obviously. <laughs> 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 any other shouts out there? You guys got any shouts? 
Uh, no, I, I'm thinking it's got to be it's got to be one of, of of Havertz or Conte again. Oh, oh, again. Okay. Well, I mean, Conte, that's Conte's won it before, right? So, so interesting enough, and no one talked about this last year. I guess Havertz had COVID and then was dealing with long COVID issues all last season. Like yeah. similar, like Jason Tatum in the NBA, like no one talked about that, and it might explain why he didn't have a good season a little bit. Like, hey, the lad couldn't fucking breathe. That's crazy. Yeah, because here's the <laughs> thing: because I'm thinking those if, lungs if, to if Lukaku is a top scorer, right? Who's assisting him? I'm thinking it's That's Havertz. True. It's, uh, so then a- Havertz will get like everyone will get wet, for, moist for him, and you know journalists will write a thing, and then he'll get his dumbass award and. Twerk for Havertz. It's going to be That's a TikTok it. trend. Twerk for Havertz. I'm calling it here first, folks. What Darius, you got. I said twerk oh. for Havertz. It's going to be a TikTok trend. Uh, Darius, <laughs> you, you got to shout. Man. It's like, given how much people were throwing love at Jorginho as an outside shot for Ballon d'Or, and I'm like, looking at how Chelsea has got their team, I still think Conte is the underappreciated guy out of everyone on Chelsea. I look at United. If Bruno Fernandez takes twenty penalties again, then people will have him up there. <laughs> Fuck um, that guy. Fuck that guy. If you Fuck have him. a Golden Boot shout for either Salah or Kane, they'll get plenty of love. <sighs> but I think the comeback season element to Van Dyke really could be the story that people will go behind, especially if Liverpool do something. So. If Liverpool win the title, then it's going to be somebody on their team. So basically, I'm just kind of like hedging my bet. But whoever wins the title, it'll be somebody off of that team. I but think I, I'm just kind of laying out the different stories. I'm getting stories wet that you right now because I love I love that story. We, I, we I'm do the fucking you, if, business. Van Dyke gets the award. Hell yeah! Oh no! If, if, if Liverpool life. if Liverpool wins the title, it would be Van Dyke, and he'll be Player of the Year. I mean, he was basically Player of the Year. They won the Champions League, right? So get that's, in. Yeah. That's what you're gonna have to see. Um, and I would that's say what the like, writers will do because it's it's not it's not off of who's the best player. It's off the best story. That's the way that yeah. the, the writers come up with the player of the year. Henderson a couple years ago. Um, right. De Bruyne because he's been fantastic. Conte is going to be one of those guys as well. But that's one like I could see it being Van Dyke if Liverpool were to do something this year. So I'll yeah, go Verge for my guy. It's like an outside shot. If I think even if Liverpool like challenge and keep it close and like finish second very close, like the easy narrative is like, he was gone and they finished fourth barely and he comes back and look how close they get to winning the title. It's already. no longer an easy route to win at Anfield. Yeah, like, and it's just it like last year. and it's just like the like what was the missing piece here? Oh, it was Van Dyke and that's how they Exactly. It's an, it's an easy story yeah. to write. You're the right, comeback right. story is an easy one to write, so that's why you would go there. Especially yeah, f- fuck, I'm all about it. I'm getting excited already. <laughs> I don't know think it's necessarily on merit though. That's why I'm just yeah, like not like my excited anxiety saying is like, it. I know, but my anxiety is like a fucking roller coaster. It's like down and then up, and then it's like fucking. Now well, I feel like I can go to Vegas right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that is. Calm that, down, calm that, down. that is the perfect. <laughs> got the hard rock book. The perfect metaphor to segue. The season will be a roller coaster. It will be up and down. This episode has been a roller coaster. It's been up and down all around town. You don't want to know who my player of the season is? Oh, nope. sorry, sorry. I, I said shout him out. Sorry. Damn. Go, David. Go, David. Shout him out. Not I, I, you know, there's just been this thing like fashions going in a really 80s shitty way and just r- stupid styles are back. And I think the Jack Grealish wank fest will continue. Oh, like Darius me. says, you know, it's, it's going to be something. We can't have a Tim and Hair Joe's player of the year. We think we think his fucking stupid socks. His I just socks, feel like- man. His fucking <laughs> socks, man. You know, I was really into Grealish all summer as you know, a supporter of England, and now I hate him. It's a really weird thing, football. No, but, uh, can we talk about his socks real quick? He, all summer, socks. all summer, I was like, why isn't he fucking playing? And now I'm like, fuck that guy. I hope he never plays for. <laughs> Is it, I'm, I'm rooting for Phil Foden to be the better player of the two of them. Jesus hey, Christ, that like, would be funny. Not- 
Brulish Wankfest. He gets player of the season because he had like 11 assists and seven goals or something. (laughs) Yeah. But he's he's, he's the next great English midfielder. Hey, we'll see. And that's what it's all about. We will see. To finish this, a quick little, just a little talk to you, a little monologue. Much like a book, a football season, you open it, you start reading a page. It might be part of a series of books that you've read before. You might not like how the first chapter goes, but you won't know how you feel until you get to the end. This season, I guarantee it will not be easy. It will not be straightforward. It will be interesting. There will be twists and turns. Similar themes, new themes, new characters, new heroes, new antagonists, new protagonists. But we'll close the book and we'll read the next one like we always do. So hopefully you'll be joining us as we narrate that story to you on this podcast once again. And as we, as we scar other, ourselves. Yes. And as we plan <laughs> other many more fun things for us to do. Thanks for tuning in. We're looking forward to the season. Hopefully we're all wrong in our prediction. Liverpool wins the league. Cause that's what we all really want. Mo Salah scoring 35 goals, winning player of the season and everyone else being irrelevant, you know, but once again, <laughs> this has been Tampa Bay cop talk. I'm Jordan. I'm Darius. I'm Andrew. I'm David. Until next time.